Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the Ladies of Anime Trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and the lovely ladies with me are. Hi, my name is Isabel, and. This is Agnes. So, without further ado, the Girl Taku today will be about our favorite voice actors, namely Japanese voice actors. We'll do one for the dubs, don't worry. And in that case, I believe I am starting us off.、Uh, I'm starting us off this week. So, I didn't really start exploring voice actors and sort of like the voices behind our favorite anime characters until in college, which is when I had sort of a resurgence, in, resurgence into my otaku self because I had to temporarily pause it. For um you know for high school and for grades and university reasons, but then once you get into university, you suddenly have a lot more time. And then I ended up using it for my statistical model that I've discussed in a prior uh in a prior episode. So I quickly realized that one of my favorite voices of all time is、uh, Sakurai Takahiro, who I don't I think I have a thing for sort of like the more like. Rough slash hoarse voice, but then his is like not so deep per se. Um, I don't know, like something something about the texture of his voice is very very satisfying to me. And I actually I always knew that he was one of my all time favorite voices and voice actors. But when I looked up his filmography, and he has a really long one because he's been in the industry for a while, I knew he voices、uh, Suzaku from Code Geass. But I was like, I don't remember being like huge about Suzaku when I had watched Code Geass, and so I felt like you know that wasn't quite the、um, that wasn't quite the thing that got me into it. So when I was looking and looking at the filmography, I realized that the most recent character that like. Or the the not recent, but like the oldest character that popped up, I was like, it was、uh, Makashima Shogo for Psychopaths, which I did obsess over in a very not nice way that I'm that I'm saving for another episode. But I, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a problematic fave. Let's just put it that way. So. But essentially, after I re- I realized like that was the oldest character in which like I heard that voice, and I was like. Uh, like you know, sort of on it. I was like, "Oh my gosh! I cannot believe a serial killer is the character that got me into Sakurai's voice." But I really, really love his voice, and he tends to and he tends to voice silver-haired characters, which is funnily like sort of the characters I have a bias towards. And so, um, so it ended up working out that way. But yeah, so that's one of my favorites. Um, I'm sh- have you like you know how familiar are you guys with his voice and you know um you know what kind of roles have you heard him in or whether like do you guys even care for his voice at all or is it just me who's like obsessed with it? <laughs> yeah, I definitely like his voice as well. Um, in most of the series, I kind of see him as kind of he's usually for me like the series that I see. He's kind of like the second character who always kind of puts the main character in place or something. Um. A- Kind of like,、um, I think one example is Jafar and Magi, so I recognize his voice there.、Um, I also really like him in Ace of Diamond because he's kind of like, also not the main character, but he's like a captain of the team, and he just really like his just his voice. Like he he has a playful tone that he plays because of the character itself, but then he also has like a smarter side. He's I feel like he's also playing characters with characters with like glasses a lot as well. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, that's what the, one of the things I noticed about him. So yeah, whenever he does pop up, I do like hearing his voice as well in the anime series. Uh, Agnes, what about you? <laughs> I mean, the fact that he's the voice actor for Gyu Tomiyaki, Tomiyaka from uh, Demon Slayer speaks volumes of your bias already. Oh my gosh, so I, I'm not surprised. I, I mean, I know. It's just like, I was actually surprised that was Sakurai because I was like, he's not a silver haired character because I'm so used to him voicing silver haired characters. It's like, so I know he has a lot more range than I realized. So, for example, uh, Misaki, or was was that his name? Uh, from Junjo uh, Romantica, the main character, um, the Uke character, essentially. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he voiced- I did not know that. I know. He sounds nothing like him. And so when I found that out, I was like, what? <laughs> sort of thing. So so he has a lot of range, but I definitely like his more. And, uh, you know, uh, Isabel, you're right in the fact that, uh, you know, he voices uh, characters with glasses as well and stuff like that. But I definitely think his more gravelly sort of, gosh, what's the, what's the right term for it? But the characters that are kind of questionable I guess are sort of my favorite characters with his voice um so one of my favorite roles from him is from an anime I don't care about but I just like him in that role um is uh Owari no Seraph or Seraph of the End I don't care about that series but he plays Fareed who's like this magnificent and that's gonna get censored but um a super duper terrible vampire essentially with like long silver hair and is super duper dramatic and stuff but he's oh so good and delicious as, (laughs) as, as that character and I'm just like I hate the fact that I absolutely adore the way he voices this terrible terrible character in an anime that really is ridiculously flawed for its storytelling and animation and everything else about it but it's just I love it and so um and so that's like that's sort of the roles that I think he shines in my second favorite seiyu uh, as of recent is actually uh, Yuma Uchida, who is the younger brother of Maya Uchida, who's a very famous voice actress, Japanese voice actress. And of course, I noticed him with uh, Ash and Banana Fish, in which he actually did win a seiyu award for. So uh, so that role, will pr- that's going to be hard for him to top his role. But I realize that he's really good at angsty characters. And you know me with my angsty characters and like bias and stuff like that. And then I, um, and then when I looked at his filmography, I realized that um, that he voices Nagisa from Classroom Crisis. Do you, any of you two know about that anime at all? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> I really didn't think. Sorry, so. which anime? Uh, Classroom Crisis. I only know because you talked about it, and I think I might have tried to edit your, one of your articles, but that's about no, it. No, you couldn't have edited my article because I wasn't part of anime training at that time when it was airing. Ah, uh, then no. Okay. I'm mixing it up with Classroom of the Elite. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, Classroom Crisis was an original anime that was quite a while back, and it's it falls unfortunately into the trap fall of this is really boring for six ep- for five episodes and the sixth episode hit and you're like wait this is really good and then and then it just keeps getting better and better and you're like wait now I'm super invested like what the heck is going on and so and so it took too long to essentially get jump started into the plot but my favorite character in there was a character named Nagisa. And he is a very tortured soul, to say the least. And I remembered shipping him with one of the main girls in the anime uh, by a lot. Like, I have 
fan art of it and like AMVs saved of it. I, I, it was a weird time for me around that time, but uh, but essentially, I really enjoyed Nagisa and like that character. And unsurprisingly, he was voiced by Yuma Uchida, and I was just like, oh. Now that I know, like, you know, him playing as Ash and seeing how good he is as sort of, like, this tortured soul character, I can see how, like, why Nagisa's voice acting was so good because it was Uchida Yuma. And he's sort of gotten typecasted into sort of the angst role. For example, he's playing Kawaki now in Boruto, who is also a very tortured soul. But I think, but he also has a lot of range. I think it's just at this point, his uh, his performance for Ash is just so iconic that uh, it's it's going to be hard for him to it's going to be hard for him to get roles outside of uh, get uh, to get roles outside of the um, outside of just the Ains character because um, I I kind of imagine it's similar to Hollywood where if you've shown you're very good at playing a type of character, they kind of naturally gravitate towards you for that type of character versus other characters that, you know, doesn't doesn't really reflect sort of the one that made you famous is how I see it. But um, he's really excellent. And uh, his other roles where he's more silly and higher pitched are actually really, really good as well. So I really hope he continues to get a whole variety of it. But he is just so good as the angst character. So that is my second favorite, or not my second favorite, but like one of my other uh, favorite Japanese seiyus uh, within within the industry itself. So, out of curiosity, you know, have you uh, like are you two really familiar with his other works, or do you guys mainly know him as just Ash? Yeah, for me, I mostly know him as Ash as well, or that's where his voice stood out to me. Um, but I'm just looking through it now. Apparently, he's also Kyo uh, from Fruits Basket. I didn't realize. Oh that, yeah. I- Oh, I told oh the new one. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I told right. you it's he's he's good at the tortured character, the tortured soul character. <laughs> like. Yeah, I think that role just fits him perfectly. Uh, yeah, I remember when watching Fruits Basket and seeing his voice. It kind of reminded me of Ash. It's not. It was just not like exactly the same. Just a little different. But the character is almost. Um, the characters are pretty similar in that sense. And the other role that I I saw him also in. Ahiru no Sora, which is the basketball one, and in that role he plays Momoharu, who is um, kind of like, a, well, Ahiru no Sora is about like a delinquent trying to make it on their basketball team. So you know, seeing him in that character was also interesting because he had to kind of act like gangsterish, oh. which is almost <laughs> the same as Ash as well. But yeah, yeah <laughs> I think he also had took um, because for the character itself, I think he definitely took on the role pretty well. Um, because of, um, of how he was able to carry it out. I'm not sure of other roles, um, especially like maybe higher pitched roles. I I feel like I would have a hard time noticing his voice. It's if he doesn't yeah, do. no, no, mm-hmm. no. I never notice it. It's funny because, um, as embarrassing as this is to admit it, he voices one of the characters in an Ultimate game I played, and I didn't recognize him because oh. that character is a lot more upbeat and positive and enthusiastic. And so I was like, man, this person's voice fits him so well. I wonder who voices him. And then, like, my roommate knew. Like, she she's really good at figuring out which voices are behind which characters, and so, like, just by listening to them. So she already knew, but she was, like, looking at me when I looked it up. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> It's Uchida Yuma. And she was like, of course it is. I'm like, I just don't recognize him when he goes into the higher pitched one. It's so weird. But uh, also, he's a really good singer as well. 
But yeah, so that's like, so that's one of the second ones I have. And the third one I have is kind of interesting because it's not so much that his roles are what gets me, but more of like just him as a personality. So I'm one of those people who uh, watch those translated uh, YouTube videos of, you know. Oh, no. I know who you're talking about. Wait, do you? <laughs> I think I know maybe <laughs> okay okay so i watch translated youtube videos of like radio uh radios for seiyus and events and stuff like that and um <laughs> one of them that stood out to me was it's umehara uh, yorichiro or umechan as a lot of his friends call uh as a lot of his friends call him and he's just so awkward <laughs> and like in a way, all the seiyus are kind of awkward, but specifically for him, you could tell that it's really awkward. And I just melt at that sight. And none of his characters really particularly pop out to me. He is a very distinct voice. He has a very smooth, like, deeper voice compared to everyone else. Uh, and I don't think his range can go as high as, say, you know, a Sakurai or... Uh, or Yuma Uchida for sure. Yuma Uchida can go very high. But I think like it's just this more personal interactions that I find really endearing. So for example, um, he voices Kamitani in uh, School Babysitters. And believe it or not, his best friend is genuinely the voice actor behind Ryuchi in, uh, in School Babysitters. And they would have a lot of their radio segments. And one of the segments was super duper cute where... Uh, where, or actually, as Ryuchi was talking to Eguchi Takuya and basically say how like uh, Ume Umehara or Umecha as he calls him is uh, is a sundere, <laughs> and so so it's like the closer you get to him, <laughs> the more insulting he is to you on text and stuff like that. He's like, yeah, see, like Umecha would sometimes text me and be like, I hate you, you know, sort of thing, and so which are and I love sundere's and I die for it. It also kind of reminds me of my roommate who has a tendency to do that as well, and so. So, so for for my bias towards Ubecha, it's more like just him personality-wise. And one unfortunate thing is that he actually did get in trouble at one point on a radio uh, on a radio uh, segment. He talked about how he doesn't really get like sort of the fan meet and greet sometimes, like and having to like put on a face and act like you know you're really enjoying it and stuff like that. And because he's like, for him, it's really tiring and it's very awkward a lot of times. And it's like, and so it's like all these people are freaking out over him. He he just kind of feels out of place. And he admitted to that on the radio and he unsurprisingly got into a lot of trouble because of that, where he had to essentially say, uh, he actually had to say a uh, an apology on air, basically being like, you know, I do appreciate the fans. I don't mean about the fact that, you know, um, it isn't that I don't want to meet you guys or see you guys and stuff like that, but I don't. I didn't think it was really fair for him to get in trouble for that because, I mean, celebrities are allowed to feel awkward in public places. Like there, there are introverted celebrities, and it actually reminds me of Zendaya, who once um, I read an article about how once, like, she, especially when she was a teenager. She was very awkward on uh, the red carpet and her stylist or someone close to her and her team was like, you know, you have to smile more. You have to interact more and stuff like that, because like, I know you're awkward, but really it just comes off like you're cold to other people and it gives people a bad impression. And that was really stressful and anxiety inducing for her because she doesn't want people to think she's cold. It's just she she doesn't really know how to properly interact. And I feel like that was like this sort of the same 
way of what Umehara was trying to say, um, but people got upset at him, and so I felt really bad about that. So yeah, those are my three picks for uh, the uh, favorite Japanese voice actors that I wanted to spotlight today. So yeah. <laughs> I loved all your choices. They're great. I was looking up Umehara. And I was looking at all the roles, and I, I remember that you mentioned, like, he doesn't have a lot of range, and I do definitely agree. After, like, spotting, I think, like, three different series, and I'm like, ah, yes, he plays the very, like, cool, silent type, but slightly Sundere, possibly, in the character yeah, as well. I, it, like, I'm looking at... His voice register is just uh, too like deep, what? so I, like, it doesn't allow him to go higher pitched like a lot of the other voice actors could. Mm. Uh, yeah. That's very true, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's Kid and I from uh from Fruits Basket. Yeah, I saw that, and then but I identified more with I was looking at uh other characters. There's Mitsuhide from um uh Snow White. Yes, yes, uh, I Red remember that. Princess. Yes, <laughs> like it's a little bit Cinder. I can definitely see that. Um, he is also Vasily from Golden Kamui, who is kind of cinder. He's actually very funny, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. And I, I recognized so, him immediately when he showed and up. And then, <laughs> of course, the funniest thing is he's the courier from Akudama Drive, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And, like, and his voice is pitch perfect for courier. Like, that's yeah. high tier yeah. <laughs> cinder. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, his, unfortunately, or not unfortunately, but it's just his voice register is just lower than most people, so it's not like he can, like I said, it's not like he can do Uchida Yuma who can go very high-pitched, like, it's not within his range that his voice is capable of, but he, he has, Mm -hmm. he has a sweet spot where he gets roles for these type of characters, and while they might not necessarily be my favorites, per se, sometimes, I didn't watch Akudama Drive, so I can't really say for Courier, he so his roles might not always be my favorites or anything. I just like him as a person based on like the interviews and stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But all right, so that's mine, uh, Isabel. Who are yours? Uh, yeah. So kind of going on with, like the cool vibe voice actors. I think I think you guys already know this, but uh, the first voice actor, probably my favorite one, is um, Duda Ken. Or Duda Kenjiro. Yes, <laughs> the kid! <laughs> Honestly, yeah, his voice is just so unique to me, and I can notice it almost anywhere in any anime. And I'm so glad he's he's participating in uh, you know so many shows that I'm able to recognize his voice and kind of. And I usually uh, like his characters as well. Mm-hmm. When I first noticed him in um, K Project, which came out in 2012, where he <gasps> voiced Mikoto oh, Suo. Yes, yes, yep, uh-huh. yep, yep. Yep. And that's where I first noticed it. Uh, I didn't notice him before that. He had other roles in like Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff like that. Um, he's Yeah, he was Seto Kaiba! Yeah. I was so shocked when I found out. Oh, I was oh my like, gosh, what? wait, he was in Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh my gosh, wait, now it's... <laughs> he was Seto Kaiba! Out of all characters! And funnily enough, he's also um, Adult Rebo- uh, adult Lambo from the Katsukyo Hitman Reborn series too. That's 2006. I was like, who? <laughs> Yeah, so he's definitely been voice acting for a while. Um, I probably didn't notice it because, you know, when Yu-Gi-Oh! came out and stuff like that, it's definitely younger. And most of the time, I probably watched yeah. the English dub, so I wouldn't have noticed. Um, but yeah, ever since I had, I you know, seen him in K-Project, I just wanted him in other roles. And But yeah, he's definitely stood out to me. Um, he's also Overhaul in My Hero Academia. And I don't know, I just like his, like, low tone of voice, and usually he has, like, this, like, like growl, I feel like, whenever he yes. talks. Yes! <laughs> yes! 
Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the lowest register out of all of them. He sounds like an old man. It's just, he's, his voice is so distinct. It's impossible not to recognize it, I feel. Yeah, so like no matter what you're watching, I feel like it's so noticeable. Um, and and sometimes when he plays like crazy characters too, I, I was like blown away by his performance in Fongo as Fongo in 91 Days. Oh, Fongo's good. That was a good character. I remember that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though 91 Days was like just a crazy, crazy anime with, you know, literally people dying in each episode, Fongo's character and the way he played that character, I was like, whoa, he's he's going like all out just to You're voice this character. You're reminding me of the lasagna scene and I'd rather not remember <laughs> <laughs> the lasagna scene. <laughs> oh, that's like the best Funko uh, moment. If that was the a sweetie Todd scene, like, oh gosh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the most and the most recent one also, you know, the way of the house husband that, that yes. recently came out on Netflix. Honestly, 100%. I wish, okay, I wish you would have just played him in the live action because he looks exactly like the character. Like they fit him basically to a T in the live action trailer. And I was so disappointed to find out that it was just like, it was just a, what, a trailer to advertise, what was it, the drama CD? Uh, was it the drama CD or the manga? I don't know. Or like the drama CD or the manga because it wasn't for the actual live Dude, action he's spin-off the one who did. directed it. So we're like, why? I know. I'm like, why don't we just give creative direction to him? Like, come on, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> like... Yeah, I mean, like, he's so perfect as a character, and I think he's recently been trying to direct more things, so it's great that, you know, he's been trying, you know, to move into that role as well, but also kind of putting him as a center, as a voice actor. I would definitely like to see him more in, like, main roles, I think. Um, usually he's kind of like a side character as well, that's noticeable, um, but he's never the main, main character. I think the issue with that with him is not as in a, it's a bad thing, but it's more like because his voice is so lower register, he probably would have to play older characters. And we don't usually get a lot of older characters as protagonists, but you know, he was able to voice Aki uh oh shoot, what was his name? He won he won that role for our anime training awards. Oh gosh. Oh, uh uh, uh- yeah, so he was able to play Sakaido because Sakaido was an older man, you know, for a protagonist. And so, um, but unfortunately, anime tends to favor, you know, either teenage teenage boys or, you know, younger men, like like early 20s, maybe just reaching 20s sort of age characters. So I think that's why he tends to get relegated into supporting roles because that's where most of the older men characters tend to be. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's why he's the main character in Way of the House Husband because, you know, he's the only character and um but yeah, that's I need him there. to just make a live action on his own. <laughs> like of, of that <laughs> Like that's what I desire more than anything else. He looks the part, he sounds the part, and he clearly has good creative uh like direction. So he should just take over, is my opinion on that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind at all. I would I would pay to see it. Oh my gosh. Oh, and he um I think so yeah, so he definitely won our anime training awards for uh Sakaido for ID Invaded, which, you know, is great because I definitely think that was well earned and probably one of his best performances that we've seen from him. Um so so yeah, he's I, I think it's only gonna go up for him because he also won the Seiyu Awards in Japan as well this year. So it's it, you know, who says that you have to you have to become 
successful only when you're like 20 or 22. You know, you could be you could be uh, you could be Sudasan and be successful just from your manliness. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his popularity is already shooting up with uh, his recent addition in Jujutsu Kaisen as Nanami. So I wouldn't be surprised if there are going to be more avenues opening up for him, but there's going to be a resurgence for more love towards men with deeper gravelly voice probably or in that case you know more of a more stories of like older men and more of like the bigger roles instead of like instead of just relegated to the side so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah that's true actually it was kind of weird to see him as nanami because he's technically on like the good guy's side usually i see him as like the um, antagonist or evil character. So ah, uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. He starts yeah. to play protagonist I mean, more. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's even weirder because I watched African Salaryman, that really weird uh, three three D CGI anime about animals working in an office, and he plays one of the slapstick comedy characters. And I'm wow. like, this is so different from the evil <laughs> Sudasan I know. He plays the lizard <laughs> in the African of the Salaryman. Oh man, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh so that's your first one isabel uh who who else do you have uh yeah the second one i have is uh kazuya nakai and picking all mine <laughs> picking am all i mine picking i'm sorry i have some others I, I, but... i'm ashamed to say this but I actually don't recognize that name. <laughs> it's uh, it's Zoro's voice actor from One Piece. Oh, see, I never watched One Piece. That's why. <laughs> uh, well, what what's his other role? Um, uh, from Shinsengumi, uh, Hijikata from Shinsengumi in Gintama, for Gracie. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that's him. Oh, dude, he's a he. But yes, go ahead. Yeah, Isabel. yeah, go on. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I- I, yeah, I was just caught up. Yeah, I know that me, Agnes and I have similar tastes, or like we talk about the same voice actors. <laughs> so I was trying to pick something a little different. I swear. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I I I have it covered. Okay. No worries. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I like his character because he plays very. Inter- I don't watch One Piece, but you know I've seen clips of Zoro and stuff like that. So I think it's pretty awesome that he's able to do that like super long running series there. Which is also the reason why I feel like he hasn't had too many other roles because he's so focused on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say most of the main character uh, voice actors and actresses for these big, long-running anime, they tend to take less roles outside of it. Yeah, because a lot of things can come in. Like, you, you like you know, anime is one thing, but they also have to voice, like, stuff like, um, maybe in, like, radio shows and stuff like that, but then also mm-hmm. in games as well because these series will become so popular that you have to voice the characters in the games as well because people want to play them. And... Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, he usually plays, like, his voice is kind of, like, also kind of low, but then it's also kind of high in a sense. Like, when he goes super, super high, one example would be in um, Kekai Sensen, where he plays Zap. I think his character yeah. is... So- <gasps> oh, so he funny. plays Zap! Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he usually plays those types of characters. I feel like they're like skinny type characters who have a lot of who have like a lot of like energy and are like super into it or something. Um, I just find <laughs> those characters to be very interesting, and 
uh, and the way that he voices them is also kind of like a voice that I can't uh, ignore as well. It's like, oh, every time it pops up, I'm like, oh, there he is again, and stuff like that. I really only know him for those roles. Sorry, go ahead. So wait, which role was it that made you notice him, you know? Was it Zoro, uh, like those YouTube clips, or? <laughs> yeah, I think when I was younger, it's probably Zoro, but I didn't really register that. But when I started watching Gintama, I started liking him a lot more. Uh, Usually okay. I would like Gintoki, who is voiced by Tomokazu Sukita. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. While I like, I like listening Classic. to him a lot. But, you know, his opposite size as Hichikata, whenever he pops up, I think it just makes the scenes more interesting and whatever he has to say is hilarious. Um, even though he's kind of like this, you know, straightforward character, mm-hmm. he also does things like, because it's so funny to see him voice a character who's in love with mayonnaise and sometimes, <laughs> and he just has to make silly voices and sometimes, you know, they'll dress up as girls in the series. So I feel like Gintama just get like, just throws the voice actors in like in different ways they have to do everything possible or everything that they never thought they would be doing Um. yes (laughs) yes i agree (laughs) i was looking at the nakai list and seeing how many roles that he's done for anime i noticed like a lot of the roles that he's done is kind slightly bad boy ish but you know that they're like very very goofy on the inside and also kind of externally too like uh, for instance, there's a uh, there's Lancer on this list. Lancer from Fate is voice. I'm pretty sure he's voiced by Nakai, or at least the the prototype is. And he's already a very goofy character in the series. Um, same goes for Zap as well, because he gets into a lot of very weird shenanigans. I love Zap, and just- also for uh, Hijikata and for Zoro. <laughs> Okay, I just think he's so funny. I literally rewatched this one scene the other day where he runs into his uh his master or shisho, and he had like uh and he had like a beer belly because he had eaten so many chicken because he was essentially like going after that one waitress and he was forced to like translate. He was just horny. No, no, the part that that kills me is he was forced to translate um his teacher's words and his teacher was essentially insulting him so he had to like insult himself in the process because of that fact and his voice just like you could just hear Zap's soul slowly wither away <laughs> as like the insults get worse and worse that he has to translate so I just <laughs> I just love that scene um if so if he's Zap then clearly yes he's a great voice actor <laughs> so in retrospect, I guess, like, with all the training from maybe, like, One Piece and Gintama, where the characters are really thrown in a lot of super wacky situations and they have to learn to adapt, I guess it carries over into a lot of his other roles, too, to really bring those characters to life. Because, mm. like, Zap could be, like, very easily this edgy boy who just, like, lights things on fire, so, like a pyromaniac, but the reality is he's also kind of human, too, and just a goofball at the end of the day. And to my surprise, I didn't realize this. Apparently, he uh, Nakai also voices Major Miles from uh, Brotherhood. Yes, I did see that. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't know so, that. <laughs> not unfortunately, but I watched the dub more for Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, so I so I wasn't okay, as fair. aware yeah. of it. But I did see that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, do you have anyone else you want to mention, Isabel? Yeah, just the last one. I- yeah, I feel like I just go with main characters. The last one I have here would be Mamoru Miyano. He's also uh, uh, someone I've... Mamo! Mamo-chan! Uh. <laughs> 
yeah, as you all know, like he's uh, super, super popular, probably one of the most popular voice actors. And I just really like him for all of his roles as well. He usually plays the main character, so it's easy to spot him. Um, and I'm trying to think, there's just so many roles that he's played. I probably like him best as, I think, Dazai mm. in Bungo Stray Dog. Oh, Dazai's good. Yeah, Dazai's good. Yeah, so whenever he voices that role, kind of like that smooth tone and then kind of thinking and then also being silly because Dazai's um, hilarious because he always wants to commit suicide, but he's never really successful, but he's also really smart. So kind of like that duality between um, his character, I, I feel like that's great. And I feel like he also uses the same type of voice for um, Chihaya Furu. Oh, yes, because he's Tai Chi, yeah. Yeah, as Tai Chi. So kind of like that calm, calculating type of character. I think you can also see that in his role as Nagai K. Mm-hmm. He his 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 range is insane. Like he has he has a very ridiculous range into what kind of personality and characters he plays. Yeah, definitely. So he has like other silly roles. I think one of the silly roles I put him in was definitely um, Okabe from Steins Gate, where. Ah, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, sometimes he's acting like a you know good scientist, and then some other days he's just being super super silly. Or when he speaks in English or something, I I just find his voice to be so like really really funny. And I think it's also the same. Yeah, no, he he he's just like he can go from Haru from uh, the Millionaire Detective, which is very um, which is much more serious. And um, I mean, there is funny moments where he gets you know, where he gets swept into Daisuke Kanbei's things, but on his normal conversations and stuff where he talks really calm and he's very serious and no nonsense. And then we get to uh, Dazai, which, you know, can be very serious, but also a complete troll at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, and then he gets to like just really silly characters. So yeah, he's he's a veteran. He's been in the show business for a very long time, but I think like his skills are absolutely insane. He's very good. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely like him for his skills. And then the I actually, I was like dying to go to Anime Expo that one year just to see him. And he was everything I expected. I, I know, Agnes, you sat in the room longer than I did. But when I saw him, I was very blown away by you know, his professionalism. Three hours. <laughs> Wait, really? Three hours? Uh, Dude, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. For the three hours. I sat there... I sat through two movies, Isabel, and the episode of Inspector. It was more no, than three no, no. hours. Okay, so here, the funniest thing is when we were planning and organizing which panels to sit in, Agnes was the one who just who realized she's like, wait, I'm literally like my entire day is literally just Mamo panels, and it's the same room. <laughs> so, so it's a frightening experience. I'll leave that for maybe like a Q and A for a discussion on what happened. But it was an interesting. It was very surreal seeing Mamo every single panel. You like all the fanfare of him coming out and everyone saying like Mamma and like getting really excited but it's like the third time you've seen it that day <laughs> wow yeah yeah I, I think I only made it for like the last panel for Inspector so he was there to you know promote that new show and and he's a great singer too that just reminds me he said you know he I remember him saying like oh, oh yeah by the way I you know oh, sang yeah. a song in this anime so I was like oh I want to see you know I wanted to hear him sing as well so I think it's very interesting. I feel like most of the um, fans as well do like him for his singing and characters that he plays there too. Absolutely, the man's talented. <laughs> um, is he the same one who plays Kotoro in uh, Zombieland Saga? He yes. is. Yes. 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 
And he won our yeah. animation awards that year for his role in that. Movie. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. He put all his talent into that rap battle. <laughs> That's all I remember from CLS. The model <laughs> loves singing and dancing and uh, loves his wife and his kid and um, being dramatic and just charming us all. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I mean, Shauna, who doesn't Charm really, King. isn't really into the, like, you know, the anime fandom and the community and stuff like that. Like she saw him in one of the panels because she was with me, I think. And she was just like, she kept thinking, she said she kept thinking to herself how handsome he looked. And oh. <laughs> absolutely charmed. Yes, absolutely charmed. <laughs> so excellent entry into our list for this, Isabel. <laughs> Oh, well, Agnes, Isabel has been poaching yours, from my yeah. understanding. I know! <laughs> it's okay. I, I I have also very same taste, Isabel, so handshake in agreement. Yes, yes, right, handshake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like that one meme where it's like two guys hold hands in solidarity when they have like bulging muscles. I'll make a meme out of it later. <laughs> we can post it on Girl Talk. Oh my gosh, yes. Um... But as Isabel was discussing her top picks, I actually did find somebody who I did not actually spotlight them at first, but now thinking in retrospect, I think I should. Um, and my, my top pick so far is Shikahiro Kobayashi, who is actually a newbie voice actress, co- actor compared to a lot of the senior ones that we've been talking about on this episode. And the first one that really stood out to me was that he played um, Sugimoto Saichi from Golden Kamui. Ah. I'm like a big fan of Golden Kamui. So I was thinking to myself like, okay, well, it's going to be like a a newbie voice actor. Let's see how well he can nail uh, Sugimoto's character. Because Sugimoto is a rather complicated character, also very loud, very aggressive, but also very kind and very like sweet and goofy at the same time. So I was thinking to myself, like, well, it's going to be hard, difficult for a newbie to maybe, like, balance that out, that kind of duality. But Kobayashi really did a super good job with Sugimoto. I think the first episode where he screams, I'm Sugimoto the Immortal, I got goosebumps racing up my arms. I was like, actually, this is really good. Like, I was so blown away by his performance. And then from there, you know, his his popularity continued to skyrocket. He eventually became the voice actor for Legacy in uh, Beastars. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, more power to you, man. And now he's Ranga from uh, uh, Reincarnated as a Slime, too. Yeah, no, he's really good as uh, Legoshi from uh, from Beastars. Exactly, yeah. I, I I don't know. It's like, it's a good combination between like a, an aggr- a character who could be aggressive, but a character who can also be kind, I guess. And I think I like that a lot in his uh, cast. Although he has been kind of leaning more towards the aggressive side more lately. He was, uh, he's playing Sakuma from Megalobox 2 Nomad. And he also briefly played Bruno from Burn the Witch. So I was like, ah, this is a very interesting combination. Yeah, it's like, it's interesting because I would have never, so knowing Legushi's personality, uh, and then seeing that he got casted for, uh, for the character, I was like, oh man, like that's quite different from, a Sugimoto. I remember thinking that to myself. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then when I saw him, uh, and then yeah. So and then when I heard him, and like when the episodes came out, I was like, oh my god, he's perfect. Like he, like yeah, he can yeah. It's just do great. It. It, it's perfect. 
And then funnily enough, he's also Clark Ibram from Great Pretender, too. And I'm like, I can see the recklessness in Sugimoto in this character. I was, okay, I I was about to say, because I was like, he voices Clark, who is probably the sweetest of like the victims <laughs> out of the people that they Oh, scammed. for sure. So, <laughs> and he was so chill about the scam. Well, I mean, at the same time, I think it's made pretty clear he was feeling really unhappy underneath his brother anyway. So... It was a reprieve for him because he managed to get his freedom that way. But he even came back and, like, assisted them in another scam because he was like, yeah, I'll come do it. It seems fun. And so, um, but yes, I uh, he, he his uh, career is just starting out. And I, I really hope it goes far because, you know, he can do the aggressive one, but he can very much do the more introspective, soft characters like Legoshi. Like, he, he really is just outstanding as Legoshi. So... Um, I think his time is still coming because you're right. He is relatively new, especially in comparison to the other seiyus we just discussed. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm just checking like when he started. It seems like, you know, his earliest thing was in like 2013. Um, but leading up, like you said, the roles have definitely grown. Um, another one I want to highlight, it seems like he was also in scene yesterday for me as Riku. I don't know if that's... Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I didn't want to mention oh, it. <laughs> Or more of like, because I know Gracie has very conflicting feelings with that show. I mean, okay, show. the voice acting was so really good for it. Like, that, I, I'm not going to deny that fact, even if I didn't like where the story ultimately went, so. Fair, fair. Uh, in that case, uh, I'll move on to my second character, or uh, second voice actor. And it's probably one that everyone probably knows as well, but I really adored him for the series that he was in, and it's Joji Nakata. Oh. Um... <laughs> Very dis- an- another very deep, low, oh, very yeah. distinctive voice <laughs> that we mentioned on this episode. But I think the character that really stood out to me while I was watching uh, is Fate Stay Night, obviously. And any of the Fate series, really. is There's always a Kire Kotomine. And what's really funny is that he totally embraces his role as Kire. Like, he is one of the faces of Fate Stay Night because he is Kire. Um, even though he's voiced multiple other roles, like Alucard from Helsing. Oh, he was he's, good uh, in that various too. Roles. <laughs> yeah, he's also really good in that too. He plays in like Samurai Warriors and the Warriors Orochi series. And then of course he's in like Tekken and he's also in Resident Evil too. So he's like really, really big. But I guess like for Kire Kotomine, it's like a very smug, and I, you can censor this, a very smug Holish voice, but it like drips of dark chocolate is how I oh, imagine it. That was descriptive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's very descriptive. But it's like when you think about it, and then when you apply it to like the roles that he plays, you're just like, yeah, it's undeniable. That's exactly how he sounds like. And what's funny is that although he's like I said, although like he's played a lot of other roles, because he's been around the industry since like 1988, mm-hmm. he embraces Kotomine as a character that you'll see on his Twitter. He frequently dresses up as Kotomine, and he frequently shows off his Kotomine plushie, which Aww, I think is hilarious. that's so cute! Aww. Actually, that's adorable! Yeah. yeah, like, all of his tweets is usually, like, some form of, like, some form of support for the Fate series, and just being Kotomine. <laughs> I just think that's so cool. I think, I, I'm trying to remember when I started, because I know he's big for playing uh, JoJo. Or, like, a character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes. Um, yes. But I think when I started noticing, because once again, I don't watch it. So I think when I started noticing him was when he played the, um, like, 
he was essentially a monk in Land of Lustrous. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I know who you're talking yes. about. Yes, and yeah. so um, essentially he, uh, that was like sort of the role where I remember being like, oh, I hear this guy's voice a lot. I don't, re- like, it doesn't, it wasn't easy for me to pinpoint exactly when, and once I realized he was Alucard, I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense on why he sounds Yeah, familiar. it makes a lot more sense. But that was around the time when I still didn't really know the voice actors behind the characters. And so, um, but that was, like, the first moment, the first time where I was just like, oh, like, this guy is everywhere, and he's very distinct in his voice acting, and uh, and then it made me start looking him up. My most recent role that I really like him in, and it's it's a small role, but I still really just enjoy it, is he plays, um, oh gosh, what was his name? Uh, in Kaguya-sama, he plays, uh, not Shin- Shinomiya, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Kaicho, what, what is Kaicho's name? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we all know who Kaicho is. I'm trying to look it oh up too. Oh my gosh, too, how do I not my remember brain his is... name? That's insane. I even know the voice actor. Makoto Furukawa voices him. Oh, Shirogane. Oh, my God. The fact that I could not remember. So uh, so he voices Shirogane's dad, and he first showed up in, like, in the first season when uh, he, uh, his dad picked up the phone when Shinomiya was, uh, Kaguya was calling Shirogane on the cell phone. He was like, who is this? <laughs> it was, like, his really distinct, <laughs> like, deep voice. Don't do this, I can already imagine yes, it. exactly. <laughs> and then he shows up more in the second season, and it's just everything about the comedic manner was perfect because there was a part where um shirogane was really a little feeling a little jealous that uh you know kaguya was spending more time with ishigami because they were becoming closer friends and so and and around that time kaguya was sort of like avoiding him because she was like i can't keep my cool around him and i have to like keep my cool and stuff like that and so he thought like you know maybe he was losing her and stuff like that and he like told his dad was like uh you know like tell me about it so he tells him everything and then his dad goes I see. I understand. I understand that trying to give advice to teenagers about love is a lot harder than I expected. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like the voice that he did in that exact moment. I was just like, this is perfect. (laughs) This is chef's kiss perfect. So, Um, Wow. Nakata-san is a gem. Oh gosh, yeah, no, he's great. Uh, what about you, Isabel? Like, what what, are, what is your experience with this with this very deep voice of a man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I like I've been trying to see it. I would I would agree. Same thing with Agnes. It's definitely noticeable in the Fate series um, as Kide. I feel like that's the only role I really really know him for. And I think I'm also just distracted by other characters in Fate that you know he stands out, but other characters stood out to me more. And another mm-hmm. role that was interesting that I found on here was that, you know, he isn't working. And in working, he's kind of like the manager, oh. the, um, kind oh. of like the older manager guy. And in, in working, he is a character who's barely there, to be honest. So definitely like a super side character. But <laughs> whenever he does come in, he is so tired. Like the character is just so... Oh, <laughs> that's he is old man energy. Yeah, that's what that's, he is. That's what he is. So like older than Shogani's dad type energy, and just so tired of all the people working. He oh he gosh, has I his manager do manager do everything for him. So I would never imagine that he would be voicing that type of character, but I can see how it fits as well because he could definitely muster up that old man energy and put it into that type of character. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Yeah, no, he's definitely, he's iconic, and his voice is iconic, without a doubt. Um, so do you have a third one, despite, you know, you're, uh, despite getting uh, two voice actors stolen from underneath you? <laughs> I do, but this is not because of the roles that he's done. Okay. Um, I stand by and say with a clear conscience that I did not like Demon Slayer and I do think it was overhyped, but I do love the voice actor Hanai Natsuki. Is, is, your, is your relationship with relationship, is your love for Hanai Natsuki kind of like how my love is for uh, Uchiyama, where it's like, I like him? Yeah. It's because I watched a lot. I recently discovered in the last year and a half that Hanai Natsuki has a fantastic YouTube channel and that YouTube channel is dedicated to playing horror games. Uh, some of you may or may not know on this uh, on this Girl Talk podcast, but I like watching horror games and playing horror games myself. And I, I do never like playing Dead by Daylight. <laughs> we we talked about this on the side before, Gracie. It's okay. I'm not going to pressure you into it. But I really like Hanai Natsuki because he's very even outside of his voice acting roles. He still has he still is like very energetic. He has that energy like Tanjiro in real life and it's very reflective in a lot of the videos that he does. And it doesn't matter who he's uh guesting with either. It could be his friends, it could be a producer, it could just be talking about his wife. And so it's really it's, it's so really cute. fun to just he, watch he and him. his wife like it's obvious yeah. he and his wife have a really loving relationship. And uh, I don't know if you guys see it on Twitter, but his pics about his twin daughters is just adorable. <laughs> I have yet to see his twin daughter, so I have to go look that up on Oh, Twitter. no, you should look. Um, he always uh, covers their face with emojis, which makes sense. But it's just, like, the way they're swaddled and, like, their clothes is just the cutest thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Aww. That's fair. Yeah, he, he really adores his family. Um, and then I think the one the one episode that stands out to me the most, aside from, like, his various screams and shrieks in uh, horror movies, is actually when he plays Uno with his friends. Yes! <laughs> it's the, it, I'll send you the link later, Isabel, but if you haven't watched it yet. But it's essentially him sitting around with three, with uh, two other guys. One of them's Takuya, Takuya Eguchi. And they're just sitting there playing a super intense round of Uno. Mm. And they start screaming, they start yelling, and start, like, pretending like they're Yu-Gi-Oh characters. He's like, I'm going to draw a card! And then, like, they slap it down on the uh, on the board. And it's just so dramatized, but it's so well done. And he's, he's just a great entertainer in general. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Also, another thing that's really sweet is how supportive he is of his best friends in, inside the industry. So, um, so uh, Kano Hanazawa and uh, Kensho uh, Ono... Uh, got married. I, I don't know if, if if any of the listeners remembered it was big news when it was revealed that they were dating, but I think it was a year ago or probably maybe a little more. Um, the pandemic has made things, made time a little wonky for me yeah. <laughs> inside my head. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, but essentially they, um, essentially the two of them have gotten married. And of course, unfortunately with celebrity, uh, with how celebrities are in Japan, which Wonder Egg Priority actually, uh, which actually touches on, is that sometimes the fans feel some sort of ownership towards their celebrities and so aren't really happy when things get revealed that, you know, uh, their favorite seiyu gets married or something like that. But Hane Natsuki just basically didn't care. When it was revealed that the two of them got married, he flipped out on Twitter and he was like, yes, my two favorite senpais together and stuff like that. It was just celebrating online and stuff like that. And I, was, and I just thought that was so cute and also so supportive 
of them because of him because I actually remember when it was revealed they were dating there was actually some bit of backlash because the Kanahanazawa fans weren't too happy about that fact so um so the fact he was just so loud about his support for them I thought was just super sweet and super supportive <laughs> no yeah that's super nice coming from him as well and yeah, I agree with Agnes. Like he just, his just, he's just a whole personality. Like outside of his like roles, you know, in anime, and I definitely watched those videos that you sent for like him gaming and stuff like that. And I also like, I feel, I feel like whenever I watch him, I feel like he really is Tanjiro in like real life. <laughs> yeah, it reeks into his videos. <laughs> yeah, I can never get over that one video where he wanted to support. You know, um, he also wanted to support his own show, Demon Slayer, and. Uh, oh my gosh i remember that (laughs) yeah where he was trying to get them but then like because he likes his cats or something like he named his twitter account catbot so then they blocked him from the twitter account and he's like why i'm the big (laughs) character i want to you know i want to support this so i thought that was hilarious just like his whole reaction to that hit and then his reaction with you know the people running the twitter um but, or the he's, production he's team, basically at least, yeah. that meme of that guy at the gates being like, "Let me in, let me in." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, I remember that because he he posts pics about his cats all the time. <laughs> so I just thought he was a cat bot Twitter account. <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm the main character." I swear. So. <laughs> Other really funny things about Hanayatsuki because you mentioned that he's like he got banned from Twitter for posting too many pictures of cats. His friends actually teased him so much about it that they put him in a punishment game in a horror game too. <laughs> so they, oh. what they did was they 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 prefaced in the video like you've been posting way too many cat pictures on Twitter. It is now time to subject you for fifteen <gasps> minutes of the intro to Outlast. Oh <laughs> so he was dying. <laughs> it was, and I was just like, the poor man just wants to show his love for his cats, and all you, everyone's just like torturing him with this horror game. Okay, but now it's his cats and his daughter. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be he's he's basically Major Miles. Though I think about it from Full Metal Alchemist, oh he's gonna be really Goo Gaga about oh his daughters. God, yes. Oh my god, <laughs> he's gonna be super over. It's like everyone's gonna feel like yes, yes, Hanai's son, we get it. But he's just like, look at them. Oh my gosh. Okay, I just I, I literally just had an epiphany because this was in the 2003 version, so not the Brotherhood version, but. When there is that episode where uh, Roy and uh, Roy and uh, Edward fought each other, and <laughs> and and Hughes or it was uh, emceeing, like he was like, incidentally, take a look, and he like pulls down this curtain. There's this huge blown up like billboard poster of his daughter, and he was just like, my daughter who just turned three this year, isn't she adorable? I like see that in Hana <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I like hear it now. Hughes is wonderful. Yeah, no, it's great. I think it's nice that uh I think it's nice that YouTube has sort of become a channel that allows the voice actors to sort of be themselves because there is a part of, you know, performance still when it's at the events, when it's at like the meet and greets, because they have to they have to have this sort of celebrity air. They have to have this celebrity status. And obviously, their unique uh, their unique traits will always come out no matter what. But I think YouTube, because it's very much them personally and because and not so much and not so much anyone else involved, because a lot of them, uh, for example, Kimura Ryuhei, he um, he also has a YouTube channel where he just also posts about video games because he really loves video gaming or playing video games as well. And so they get to they I 
like from the way I hear them and how they interact with others, they sound more relaxed, you know, like they're allowed to be more like themselves and there isn't as much pressure to obtain some kind of air to keep up with and stuff like that. So I, I, I'm really happy that YouTube has given them that chance to do so. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, that is our favorite Japanese voice actors uh, for this segment. Obviously, there's so many of them. So please feel free to share, you know, who your favorite voice actors are and, you know, what sort of roles you saw them in. But I hope you guys enjoyed us discussing our favorites. And we have quite a variety, quite a bit of variety um, amongst us. There's just, yeah, everyone take a look at who voices behind your favorite characters and you'll be surprised at how many other characters they voice as well. But I hope you guys enjoyed the Girl Taku, and I hope you guys will join us again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.